back to <laughs> the Paranormal Podcast. <laughs> Beat you. Hi, Renee. I'm Dustin. Today's episode is the second attempt at the episode that we already recorded and then lost all of the. Oh, yeah. 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 We lost all of the content for it. So we have a really interesting location that we're going to be talking about today that has a crazy history um, and it's really not well known (laughs) so it's a little gem and that's something i want to cover um it was very well known at one point yeah (laughs) at least better known than it is now it's tucked away (laughs) but one of the things we really want to focus on with this podcast is covering locations that are not you know super well known and overdone and as much as i love the locations that are super haunted and famous Everyone covers those, you know, so we all know the story and I don't want to beat you over the head with the same location that you've heard about over and over again. So boring. This episode, I'm almost positive you have not heard of the location. And if you have, I'm impressed (laughs) or you're local (laughs) because this is a location that's not far from us. It's about what an hour drive from us. Yeah, I think it's less than. Oh, well, now now it is probably an hour, an hour away. It's on the outskirts of Sacramento, but it's called the Ride Hotel. And by the way, disclaimer, if we sound off or uh, take a second to breathe, we both have horrible allergies right now. We might sound a little nasal. We sound really trashy. Trashy? (laughs) I feel like I sound trashy. You don't sound trashy. I feel like I'm like... On today's episode. <laughs> you don't sound like that at all. You do sound like your well, throat might hurt a little. It's a little bit scratched. Just a little, though. It's a little bit. So if I take a second to breathe, um, that's why. But we're fine. We don't have the vid. Um, I've got the sniffles, so I might sneeze <laughs> a few times. <laughs> I'm not going to edit them out. <laughs> My sneezes? No, I'm going to keep those in there. Okay, that's fine. All your head. I don't mind. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, yeah. Today's episode is going to be about the Ride Hotel in Walnut Grove, California. Mm. But first, love it. We have a viewer submission, and it is one that was sent to us a long time ago and covered, and then lost. So, who submitted this? Oh, Ashley. This submission is from a listener and amazingly talented artist named Ashley. Okay. We don't know her last name. We we do. Oh. We're just not going to say it. We are not going to say it. <laughs> We're not going to out her on the podcast. Dang. But Yes, so let's hear Ashley's personal experience. And this is not about the ride hotel. This is just... Oh, that's true. This is something else. Submission story. Mm-hmm. My experience happened in 2013 in a hotel in San Francisco. My friends and I traveled to San Fran to see a play at the Orpheum Theater, and to align with everyone's schedules, we arrived a day early and stayed in a hotel for one night. My friend and I took a room together, and the others went to their own rooms. The moment we entered our room with two beds, I felt a low vibration and heard a constant humming. It was painful on my ears, and I tried to find the source. I assumed it was something mechanical, maybe an air conditioning unit. When I asked my friend if he could hear it, he had no idea what I was talking about because he heard nothing. After walking around the room, I realized it was louder by the bed on the left and quieter by the bed on the right. So since my friend couldn't hear anything, he willingly took the left bed and let me have the right bed. Things seemed fine until we went to sleep. What do you think's going to happen? I think something's going to (laughs) happen while they're asleep. Well, let's find out. And it's going to wake them up. Well, I think you might be right. (laughs) Throughout the night, we both had experiences. There you go, Dustin. As I began to drift off to drip. (laughs) As I began to drift off to sleep, I felt a presence beside me in bed. And then a low voice. Oh, I'm sorry. I just added the low in there. And then a voice centimeters from my ear. I quickly rolled over and saw my friend was still in his bed across the room. I asked him if he'd gotten up at all and he said no. That he was in his bed the entire time. Ooh. So this friend has no idea what's going on. Oh, no. Later, I woke up again. It gets worse. 
Later, I woke up again to the sound of fearful whimpering. I realized fearful whimpering. Fearful whimpering. I realized it was coming from my friend, and I called out to him about four times until he woke up fully. With a sigh, he thanked me, saying that he was having sleep paralysis and couldn't move. He said he felt something was in the room coming for him, but he was unable to do anything about it. It was my voice that helped him become fully awake and in control again. Ashley, you are a hero. I added that in. Oh. I Ashley didn't write that. that. <laughs> no. Ashley didn't write that Ashley's a hero. Ashley's a little conceited. After this. No, she's not. <laughs> I began to wake up to people in the room. Every time I woke up in the middle of the night, I saw a person in period clothing. First was a man in a tan suit sitting in a chair by the window. I closed my eyes hoping he would go away and went back to sleep. The second time, there was a woman in a striped dress standing with a little boy in dark blue. I again closed my eyes and went back to sleep. The third time, I felt someone lay in bed next to me, shifting the weight on my mattress. I woke up and sat up and no one was there. After going back to sleep a fourth time, tough night. Oh. I woke and saw the same little boy, Blue again, standing by the bed staring at me. I pulled the blanket over my head and went back to sleep. The final figure I saw that night has stuck with me ever since. Here's the climax. I woke <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I woke up to some noise coming from the bathroom. I looked to the open door of the bath what So hold on, this is the fifth time that she woke up that night? Yes. It sounded that way. She's been up and up and you know back down. <laughs> you know <laughs> a up lot. and down all night. <laughs> She's had a tough night. <laughs> hold on. Jeez. Hey, don't be laughing. This is a serious moment. It is. I looked to the open door of the bathroom, hoping it was just my friend. I saw a woman sitting on the floor in the doorway, leaning against the door frame. Her hair was wet and tangled, her skin puffy and soggy. She looked like a waterlogged corpse cast in blue light. I yelled at my friend to try to wake him up and asked him to check to see if anyone was in the bathroom since I was too scared to move. When the light turned on, she vanished. He saw nothing. It was empty with just the two of us in that room. The next morning, we talked about our experiences in the room and agreed on the concept that it was haunted. Our other friends didn't seem too amused by the story and apparently had a normal and pleasant evening. The wow. end. So, crazy, right? He got up to check on the bird really quick. So if you heard tapping in the back... Oh, in the background, it was our bird, Lucy. She likes to poke her bell. She doesn't like to ring it. She likes to just poke it. Poke it and swing it. But... And make noise. Yeah, that was a crazy story. Yeah, I actually... She didn't remember the name of the hotel, but there's a couple that are really well-known as being haunted in San Francisco, and I can't remember the names right now, but I'll have to look it up. Could be one of those. It could have been, yeah. Name a couple. Just throw some names out there. Jeez, I don't know. Let me look it up. Oh, I thought you knew. I said, just said I don't know the... Oh. Okay. So there's um, a couple hotels in San Francisco... (laughs) These were the two that I was thinking of. One is the Hotel Union Square, and the other one is the Queen Anne Hotel. I have no idea if it was either of those, but those are a few of the hotels that I've heard thrown around. I think there's another one, but that's for another day. Anyway, again, thank you to Ashley for submitting your experience, and you can follow her on Instagram. Big shout out to Ashley at bigtop.art. To see some of her awesome and uniquely haunting, in my opinion, circus-inspired artwork. I don't Ooh, know if I've ever shown you. I don't but think I've seen this. No, I'll have to show you. She is I very circus-inspired art. Mm-hmm. I've actually been to one of her shows. Um, what? Yeah, we went to we went to school together. Oh. So, yeah, she had a, a couple you must of shows. Have told me that and I forgot. Yeah, she's really really talented. All well, right. thanks, Ashley. That Thank was you. awesome. Thank you very much, and. Glad to finally have your story featured on the show. <laughs> Sorry it took so long. Okay, moving on to our main topic for today's episode, 
which is a deep dive into the history of the Ride Hotel in Walnut Grove. So, Dustin, Ooh. do you want to tell our audience why we chose to cover this hotel? Why did we choose to cover this hotel? Well, um, it's a little-known gem that's tucked away in the outskirts of Sacramento and along the Delta. Um, I don't know. I just find it really fascinating Especially since it's so hidden and not very many people know about it. Yeah, I had no idea. We spent a good amount of time there uh, while we were wedding planning. We were looking for a venue and we considered um, using that place as our wedding venue. Well, I actually had no idea it existed until um, a friend of mine told me about it because she knew I was into the spooks. Mm -hmm. So we went there one night and... I was just like, this is awesome. And you then, fell in love with it. Oh, I fell in love with and it. And then you sure. had to show me, and I fell in love with it. And then I was like, wouldn't it be cool to have our wedding at a haunted location? <laughs> and it, Well, it was a great idea. and It I, just didn't work out. I think it would have been really nice, but yeah, the reasons we, we probably don't need to go into detail about here, but it just didn't really work out didn't after work all. Out, Too it, bad. It's such a unique location, and it has such a rich history for such a small... Mm-hmm area that no one really visits anymore and it's not in sacramento proper where you know the area we're from so you would think that you know if it's not in the big city it's the backwater it wouldn't it is (laughs) it's yeah literally because there's lots of water out there it's along the river um and another reason i wanted to talk about this hotel is because you can tell that the staff does what they can right now to keep mm-hmm. it up and running, but the truth is that it is a bit run down. Um, and it's a shame because it seems like they're struggling, especially now with the virus. But the original Art Deco design and just the building and the 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 property in general would look so good if it was kept up and renovated the way it deserves to be and not... Not that they're not doing what they can again, but it just it just deserves so much more life. It totally does. Um, plus, they have a great brunch on Sundays. We've been, what, twice? I think so. Yeah. I think and so. And there was a... I just remember their peaches were really good. Yeah, and there was a pianist there that was really good. I enjoyed listening to one of my favorite uh, Oh, I, I thought you said PNS. Pianist. A pianist. Yeah, he was he was pretty cool. It felt like you were back in the twenties. It did. It, it really did. And it really smelled nice. that distinct smell that smells like old hotel. Old. Like you are just old, yeah. You are not in twenty at the time, twenty twenty anymore. Well, it reminds <laughs> me of a very old used bookstore kind of smell. Yeah. It's like you can you can smell the history. I love that. I um I thought it was just really, really cool. Um, yeah. But what else and were we going to say? There were three different hotels, and we're going to talk about oh, the history yeah. of each of them. So, Dustin, why don't you kick us off with the original hotel ride? Oh, yeah. So, the original was built in 1886 by the. Try your best. Giusti. Or... Giusti. I think it's Giusti brothers or Giusti. Giusti brothers. I, I don't. I can't do an Italian accent. Who immigrated from? It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Not immigrated. Immigrated from Lucca, Italy, to Walnut Grove area on the Delta. The family owned the hotel and saloon until 1911, when the entire small town of Ride burnt to the ground with the mm. loss of a hundred thousand dollars, which today would have been roughly. Two million seven hundred thousand. That's intense. That's, and you know what? I double checked my math twice because I had to research that and do my math yeah. on my own. Yeah, two million seven hundred thousand dollars, which sounds right if it was a whole town. Mm-hmm. Um, in that well, time. very small. Yeah. Yeah. So that hotel didn't last too too long. Um, the second hotel. Same property, right? What do you mean? The these. All three versions of this hotel were built on the same property. No. So actually, the Giusti family decided to rebuild on the other side of the river. Oh. So they built their saloon, a general store, and a toll station for the ferry. Um, And they, 
the family still owns those businesses to this mm. day. So that's on the opposite side of the river. The um, GSD family. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, the second hotel is the current location of the parking lot of the third and present day hotel, if that yes. makes sense. Yes. So the GUSDs never built another hotel. They built a, some more businesses. Um, the second hotel was rebuilt before, sometime before 1920 and owned by the Gianetti family. Hmm. So a different family. And the reason... Also Italian, it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like. And I wonder why. Well, it was it a seems like... Italian immigration town. Maybe. I don't know. There were things like that. Yeah, like... and it's so interesting because just down the road, there's a, a Chinese town called Locke that's actually very haunted, too. Yes. So... We have lots of Chinatowns here in California. <laughs> yeah, we do. But, um... Yeah, maybe that was just it was an Italian kind of kind of camp town. I wonder if the families knew each other. Anyway, and the reason we know it was built sometime before 1920 is because a controversial tragedy happened in January of 1920 that was well documented. So, do we just... have like a like a theme song for when controversial tragedies come up <laughs> in the show? I can look for one. <laughs> controversial if we, tragedy. If we if we find one. I'll put it in right here. No, that's it. I just did it. That's it? Yeah, I'll just have to sing it every time that or happens we'll on the show. Or we'll cut the audio clip and just insert it every time. <laughs> controversial tragedy. I'll get on that, babe. So, yes, a controversial tragedy. <laughs> controversial tragedy. Happened um, just days before <laughs> the onset of the Prohibition era. A carpenter named Alex Johnson or Johnston. Both of those last names were used in newspaper articles and we're pretty sure were like I was investigating it. Oh yeah, um, us. We it was eventually corrected, I think, to Johnson and that Johnston was a, um a misprint. Mm. But anyway, um a man named Alex Johnson was shot and killed in the bar of the hotel right after an argument ensued with a bartender. Named Orlando Fontanini. So another seemingly no, Italian name. Oh. Um, what? <laughs> no, I had to, I'm sorry. I had to. Are you trying to add like? It helps me remember the story if I can put like a little scene to it in my head. Right. Go ahead. Hence the gunshot and the no Orlando. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. So feel free. to... <laughs> Feel free to insert your little skadoodle sound effects anytime really? within reason. Oh, okay. Because I know if I give you an inch, you'll take a mile. You heard it here, folks. Here first, <laughs> folks. Fontanini claimed afterwards that Johnson and his companion at the bar aggressively attacked him after he insisted they leave the bar after having too many drinks. So they were apparently hammered. He claimed that the two, he claimed that both of them lunged across the bar and attempted to choke him and that he went for his gun underneath the bar to shoot Johnson in self-defense. Mm. However, there's still, you know, some people who wonder, like, was it really in self-defense because some shady stuff went down during that time? Was it murder? Or was it how Fontanini recollected it? They should make a movie about the hotel. They should. I think it, it could be really good. They could call Especially, it Ride. Yes. R-Y-D-E. Because it's kind of popular to name movies with like a short, interesting word that's okay. easy to pronounce. Well, look forward to our film Ride coming soon to Ride. YouTube. <laughs> Ride. Fontanini was arrested, um, but it's unknown really whether or not he was convicted or not for the crime. Mm. Since his name kind of just disappeared from any census or public records after 1920, mm -hmm. he just vanished and no one knows or has any documentation of what happened to him after that. So who knows? He could have run off. He could have taken another identity, could have died, whatever. Mm. Um, so during the prohibition by 1923, the hotel was outed in the newspapers again. For going against prohibition laws and selling alcohol. Boom, boom, boom. As Dustin drinks his whiskey. Well, what were they going to do? Not sell alcohol? 
I'm just they saying. were a bar. I'm just saying. If you go They'd into a like, bar. They'd be like, hey, folks, would you like some water or would you like some brown water? We have club soda. We've got lemons. Lots of peanuts. Yeah. I'll have a cup of peanuts, please. <laughs> Don't choke. Um, so this was discovered when two agents went to the hotel for a meal and they saw that alcohol was being served. Perhaps not so discreetly. One of the hotel guests demanded that the agents show him their badges. And once one of the agents did, get ready for this, the guest smashed a bottle of alcohol over the cop's head. So What kind? You know what? I didn't ask him. Was it like a gin and tonic? It was probably (laughs) some gross stuff like moonshine or something. (laughs) Uh, the agent survived but was hospitalized for a severe head injury. Oof. Yeah. The guest and the group he was with were also arrested. And later on, so were Mrs. Giannetti and a waiter. And they, the two of them were charged with conspiracy to violate prohibition law, interfering with government officers, destroying evidence, and assault of government officers. Did they so, really conspire? I guess all them? of them, all of them were charged for those things, mm. not just the two of them, but yeah, um, pretty serious. So that is pretty serious. Careful. Yeah. Might... Care... Huh? Careful go... about what? <laughs> just be careful. Just, just be careful in life, Dustin. You don't want me to start a prohibition? No, I just want you to careful be... there. Don't start another prohibition. <laughs> don't get arrested for assaulting government officers. I wouldn't do that unless it involved alcohol. Oh, stop it. You wouldn't do that, period. No. You'd be like, oh, yes, sir. So- oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Oops. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> Glad you didn't live back then. I really dropped the ball on that one, didn't I, done. sir? <laughs> and I don't know what happened to any of them after. Huh. So anyway. There's no record? <laughs> Not that I could find. Um, my main source did all of this research, and I'll, I'll cite him at the end, but... Um, mm. Yeah, for the most part, it was pretty hard to find documents. And the source had newspaper articles and stuff, but okay. as far as what happened to them, I don't know. They probably just went to jail and got out eventually. Interesting. Um, so, now we're getting into the third hotel. Well, you know what happened after that, though? What? The prohibition ended, and they got out of jail, and they could sell alcohol then. Uh, probably. Yeah. So stupid. That sucks. I was stupid anyway. Went to jail for doing something that was then legal once they got out. Yeah, like smoking pot. It was probably legal once they got out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. What a waste of time. So, I mean, but not for the guy who smashed a bottle of alcohol over the guy's head. I hope he stayed in. No, he he deserved (laughs) to have a little more time, I think. (laughs) That's not legal now. Yeah, the right. rules on that didn't change. All right, all right. Calm down. You're pushing my uh, footrest. I'm sorry. So in 1927, the third ride hotel was opened with a brand new art deco design. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh Of course, attracted many big names, who we'll talk about in just a second. Mm-hmm. And the old building was then converted to several different businesses over the years um, before it was demolished in the 70s. It changed owners several times over the years. Um, And one of the notable alleged owners, according to many reports, was Lon Chaney Jr. Do you know who that is? No. Cool. I'm glad you don't remember from last time we recorded this. (laughs) (laughs) You're glad? Are you being sarcastic? Because it's really cool because now I can tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot. He was actually the original Wolfman. In the Hollywood oh. Universal film. Now I remember. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Oh. Right. <laughs> that's how he sounds. Go ahead. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something funny to say back to you, but I couldn't think of anything. It's can, it could just stand on its own. It's fine. Okay. I should add crickets in that silent part. <laughs> you think I can find that somewhere? You shouldn't. Rumors claim also that there are underground tunnels, and I actually talked to one of the managers of the hotel, and she said that um, she thinks there very well could be underground tunnels under the hotel that would allow guests 
to easily escape the hotel to the riverfront to evade police during any raids during the Prohibition. And there are claims that the hotel also served as a bordello for a time, uh, but there's no documentation of that. But I mean, hey, the Prohibition was a crazy time. I believe it. Yeah. Um, And the way that they talk about it, like when they were giving us a tour, it kind of seemed like she's like, oh, this is where the bordello was. Like, yeah, this is where it all Like, happened. it was kind of just a thing. Anyway, the Ride Hotel hosted the likes of mobsters and Hollywood elites, such as one of my favorites, actually two of my favorites, Judy Garland, Marilyn Monroe, Clark Gable, and Elizabeth Taylor. And we also spoke to someone during one of our visits, so you'll remember this. Of course. <laughs> that claimed to have spent a lot of wild nights at the hotel in the 70s and 80s, I think she said. When famous rock bands would play there in the basement. Um, do you remember the band that she was talking about in detail? Like, what band it was? Was it... It was one of the... Oh, was it the Rolling Stones? I thought she was talking about... Uh, well, it, she could have mentioned the Rolling Stones. Did she mention the Eagles? I don't think... No, I think you're confusing it with the rumor that Hotel California was inspired We're going to talk about that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, I think it probably was the Rolling Stones then. I remember that coming It was up. one of the big bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Louis Armstrong performed there. Yes, he did. Yeah. That is fact. That is fact. And it's really cool because in the basement or the speakeasy, whatever you want to call that room where all the parties were, um, some of the original booths are still there. And it looks like straight up, um, because it is, straight out of the 20s, 30s. And it's mm-hmm. just really, really cool. Um such a clear, distinct style. Oh, and even Herbert Hoover, not the vacuum man, <laughs> even <laughs> the Henry would say Hoover vacuum. Henry's my little brother. Even held a rally at the hotel in 1928 to announce his campaign to run for president. Uh-huh. So that's a very interesting location to hold a rally like that. Who knows? Maybe Walnut Grove at the time was a bigger location. <laughs> like, Yeah. Maybe it just wasn't so tucked away. All right, here's the part you wanted to talk about. Cool. Oh, sorry, I'm stuffed up with allergies. Oh, so, it's okay. Hotel California. I'm sure you all know the song. Um, I love the song. Uh, there's a rumor that it was inspired by the ride. However, sorry to burst your bubble, this is likely false. And it's more popularly thought to have been inspired by a hotel in Los Angeles, according to the group's quotes regarding the song. So, even though, in my opinion, the song really fits the ride, and I love listening to it while we go drive down to it, it's not true. Well, it it is. It is if you make it true <laughs> that no, I think <laughs> it is true that the Eagles grew up not far from Walnut Grove, right? I don't know. I thought that we had talked about that. Hmm. Well, you'll just have to do your own research then and find out where the Eagles I mean, grew up. They could have performed there. I and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I think the rumors started because they had grown up somewhere close to Walnut Grove and um and performed there as they were up and coming. Like that Where was Did you hear that? I thought that's what the lady Was I just off looking for ghosts? I don't know. I thought that's what the lady said that gave us the tour. Or you got some weird dreams? Or maybe I, wasn't I just dreaming don't remember. That. I well I'll have to look it up. Hold on. Hold on, intermission. It could have just all been a lie. Intermission. We're back. Um, so after much research for about two minutes, I accidentally was reading into the, the wrong Wikipedia page for a second, and I give up. I can't find anything about where they grew up, but most likely I think it was Los Angeles. Area. Okay. I don't know. Well, then I was wrong. We'll have to see. Yeah, you can be right. But I'm probably I wrong. I very well could have just not been paying attention. And just been trying to scare myself. All right. But hey, there is more mystery and more that has not been covered by the hotel. Or covered in documentation about the hotel. True. True. So yes, there is more mystery. um, But it's just that, of course. It's mystery. Um, So no other deaths were reported on the property other than Alex Johnson um, but many people, including staff, wouldn't be surprised if there were more deaths that just weren't documented, given its history. I wouldn't be surprised. There was a lot of shady business. That no way. Yeah. Especially if there were mobsters. Come on. If the mafia was there, there absolutely were 
several more deaths. Okay, this is going to be a stupid question, but are mobsters and the mafia the same? Are they interchangeable? I think so. I don't want to offend the mob or anything. <laughs> or the mafia. Hey, uh, we're the mob. Uh, <laughs> we don't listen yeah, to your I podcast. I wouldn't be surprised if someone pissed someone off and then took them up to a room and then, you know, did away with them. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so let's get on to the hauntings, which is what this whole podcast is about. There, okay, so there <laughs> is not that spicy. There are not really, <laughs> not for this location. There aren't any specific resident ghosts said to haunt the ride. However, the whole area seems to give off a spooky vibe, and I think you'd pretty much agree with that. And it's super close, again, like we said, to a very haunted Chinese town called Locke that was yes. featured on Ghost Adventures. So if you stay the night at the ride... You could walk on down to Locke. Well, I wouldn't walk. And peruse those streets for a little while. We drove through Locke a couple times. It's interesting. It kind it's of, super cool. When you go into the actual neighborhood part, which is super, super small, like the rest of the town. I thought it was really pretty. It reminded me of a little, like, old town area. They had, like, a... It was super old. Like, a ice cream shop, didn't they? Yeah, and there's a Chinese yeah. restaurant. Um, so, it seems... It's pretty cute. It's it's very small and it's very cramped and you can tell how old it is because there's some remember that building that is like folding forward oh, like leaning, sli- forward. leaning forward like yeah. almost onto the street yeah like that overhangs. was kind of scary I mean that's the same street the ice cream shops on and yeah all I think it's across the street right I think it's like the only street yeah, in the town. <laughs> but yeah it, it, it's that was kind of creepy I wonder uh, how long it's been like that yeah. <laughs> Or if know. it was built that way. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, the whole area seems to be, like, just super kind of, like, lost in time and left behind. Mm-hmm. and Deteriorating a yeah. bit. Yeah. And a lot of people think that the roads in that area themselves are haunted. Which, hold on, I have a little mini story here. When I was with the friend that introduced me to the hotel, um, it was either, yeah, it was the drive down that night. It was dark. And yeah. the streets are, like, one way each way one lane each way and it was dark like it was like eight in i can't remember what month it was but it was dark and they don't have lights i think it was summer but it was still like super late and dark anyway and there aren't lights along the road so we were driving and i kid you not and we freaked out because we thought we're gonna hit someone we saw this chick standing in the street not like in the middle of it but like off to the side but still in the in the road. Yeah. And so we had to swerve around her. And I don't know if she maybe lived in one of the nearby towns or if she was just a drifter or on drugs or something, but it was creepy. It was pretty creepy. You both saw her. Mhm. So it could have been a ghost. It It <laughs> could have been, was it probably not. No. But you know, who am I to say? Um most people have most people have written reviews. Many people <laughs> have written reviews that have been there. Um, and they claim to have experienced windows and doors opening and closing by themselves. Or if they ha- didn't witness it happening like in the moment, they would come back and something would be closed that was open a while ago and vice versa. Um, whispers in their ears. Shadow figures lurking in areas, specifically the speakeasy in the basement, the second floor, and in the garden. Which is actually a really peaceful area. I like the garden. But I could see that. Like, especially by the pool that no one uses. Yeah. Ever. The pool was But I guess Judy Garland really liked the pool and, like, hung out there all the time. Um, People, including us, I wrote in my notes... (laughs) Feel a strong energy in the hotel. Correct me if I'm wrong. Even if it's just residual energy left from such an intense history, especially that there was a death on the premises, you know, like not in the actual hotel, but where the parking lot is, you know, that's, that's something. I'm sure so many fights happen again. Like we don't know what happened. It's very quiet now, but it's almost like you can hear parties. Like, if you just stand in the middle of the speakeasy for a minute alone, which I've done, it's like, you know in The Shining, really like, they show the party going on and it's not really happening. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, like that kind of is like what it feels like. Like I could feel what it would have been like. Mm-hmm. And I can also feel the glamour and appeal that it hold that it that it hold that it held so many years ago. Like I can see rolling up to it why so many years ago celebrities would go there. Oh yeah. To get away, you know? Yeah. And why it would have been such when a when you see the entrance. Yeah, why it would have been such a glitzy place. Um Definitely. So <clears throat> there are actually a couple. I I wrote several in our notes, but there's a few um, smaller ghost hunt videos on YouTube from local investigators who caught some pretty interesting EVPs and EMF hits while in, in visiting, <laughs> while investigating. And I think most of the EVPs were on the second floor and in the speakeasy. And it was actually crazy because one of the videos, <clears throat> the EVPs were pretty clear and they seem to be in a different language. And I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, because I watched it a while ago, it was Italian. Which would make sense. Oh, yes, I remember watching that Yeah, video. you did? Mm-hmm. Right. It did sound Italian. It would make sense. Um, that was really interesting. Um, and I usually don't really believe in the EVP thing. Honestly, like when I when I hear it on like shows or YouTube it's videos, it's like, like you can make anything could, sound like anything. You could so easily take your audio and drop in yeah. another voice that you recorded or someone else recorded, and then like you know mix it up and and try to make it sound like oh it was there, but it was like way in the background and faded. And um, I just think it's too easy to get away with that stuff. But that one, I I remember thinking, it didn't seem. It didn't seem like something that had been really tampered with. Plus, even if it is actual audio that's not just planted in there, but actual audio, like, you could fart and <sighs> manipulate it enough to make it sound like, I'm going to kill you, you know? <laughs> Sorry, that was my fart. I killed you. I killed I killed him. See? I killed you. It said it right there. Yeah, Zach. And while <laughs> Zach I love Vegas. Ghost Adventures, I love Ghost Adventures. I Dude. love Dude. <laughs> that was Aaron. I know. It'll be like, and they'll be like, bro, did you hear that? It said, get out now. It was so clear. It was not. Guys, I didn't hear that. Hey, don't get me wrong. They've caught some good stuff. They have, but there's been too many times where it's... But I'm still, like... Absolutely fake. Yeah. Sorry. Not even fake. Just, like, really, I think you're looking a little too hard. Not you. Sure. Them. But I feel like some of their stuff is fake. But that's just... We could go on... One person's opinion. In a different episode. Ooh, we could talk about ghost adventures sometime. We could talk Um, about ghost shows in general. Zach Bagans very much entertains me. That's about it. Yeah. Right, we'll talk about it some other time. This book is good. I'm still reading it. Maybe I'll read some tonight. Oh, yeah. You do have. <clears throat> anyway, so, yeah, those are most of the ghost claims. Um, when we visited, nothing has really happened. But, again, there's just that feeling, especially for me. I always think of walking up the steps to the entrance and that one crack in the window that you can smell it really strongly. Yeah. Like, I've sat there. For a second, on one of the iron chairs and just been, like, trying to feel. And there's a lot. Like, I, I pick up a lot there. And that's why it's still stuck with me. And even though we haven't been there in a while, it's still one of the, like, places that I'll drive that whole hour there and back. Just yeah. to kind of walk around there for, like, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that's really... One of the only places I've been to where I felt that kind of energy. And yeah. I don't... Okay, maybe I should restate my opinions on ghost stuff a little bit. Like okay. where I'm at with my beliefs. Compared to where you were at the first episode? Yeah, I think I didn't clarify that in the last episode. Because it was like a year after we recorded the first episode. Um... I think that my opinions on ghost stuff has changed in the last year. I know it has. Um, Not really because I've had a lot of experiences with it all, but I have just... I've been more places and I've heard more things and we've talked a lot more about it. And I just... 
Well, my you've mind... also had a couple like tiny small experience, tiny small. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. The one experience at hotel, um, at at the carry. Oh house. no, I was talking about at home. Yeah, I've which had will don't don't go into it. Don't go into it. I want to do a separate episode on it. But yeah, you're right. This has all been in the last year. I had a little experience at the carry house hotel in Placerville, which will which probably be one of our next episodes. I would love to cover that next. Um, that combined with a few small situations that have happened at situations that have happened that have happened at home that were unexpected um in the past i have been um very very skeptical and um you know only a couple years ago i would have said i do not believe in ghosts or the paranormal at all i think i would have said that now I can't deny that there's something. I have no idea what it is. I don't claim to know what it is, but uh, it interests me. So I'm more intrigued than ever. I haven't had that big revelation where it's like, oh, I felt something on me and it's it that was totally a ghost or anything like that. Or I haven't heard like a voice tell me something. And, uh, well, there was a voice. But... Not exactly like your typical, I believe in ghosts now story. Um, and I don't know if that'll happen, but definitely a few things have happened in the last year or so that has made me more open to the idea. Well, and even that since you've been to places that you can, like, it's undeniable that you can feel a specific energy there, even if you don't know what it is. Yes. Like, like the ride, you know. <clears throat> I've never looked for that feeling before. And I think the ride was the first place that I've been like to where I, where I felt that yeah. without trying. Well, and I think the ride specifically, it I feel like it's just seen so much over the years that, yeah. you know, in The Shining, the hotel kind of takes on a life of its own. Oh, yeah. Like even aside from the ghosts or whatever is there. I think the ride has just kind of adopted this independent energy. And I feel some sadness there too and some tranquility because I think... The hotel itself kind of just feels sad now because it had its heyday yeah. and now it kind of just sits and gets a couple visitors a week, maybe, especially right now. It's dreary. Like the last time we went, but there's something, I, I'm very spiritual and I think that there's something strong there. Um, we went once on a rainy day um, and you may have seen my Instagram post from, I think, yesterday and it was just a picture with a building in a rainbow and this is explaining that picture so we went on a rainy day once and we pulled into the parking lot and when we did the rain stopped and a full rainbow appeared right in front of us where we parked over the hotel um and it was like you could almost see the entire thing we almost i think we kind of watched it form too because and it we, stayed there for a while. We saw it. We got there right when the rain was ending. Yeah. And we saw it form, I think. Yeah. And, and then... It was just so... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, it's okay. What were you going to say? It wasn't a double rainbow. Yes, it was. Was it? Yes. It could have been. Honey, in the pictures, there was, there were two rainbows stacked. It was one... And then a little bit higher, another one. I'll have to look back because my picture doesn't have that. Mine do. I have several pictures of it. Send it to me. I'll post it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when we went, it was just kind of weird because first the rainbow, and we were like, oh, that's weird. That's really sweet. And then we were walking around the garden, and there were two peacocks just hanging out, <laughs> which yeah. I didn't, I'd never seen a peacock there. I don't know where the heck they came from. Cause Apparently, they've just lived there. Who the hell knows? But I don't know where they came from. And it was, you know, during COVID, so no one else was there other than us and who I think is probably the groundskeeper because I've seen him a couple times. I think he lives on the property. And our friend Steven. Oh, yeah. Steven was there that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Steven. Yo. Hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I posted it. I posted that picture. If we can find one with a double rainbow, I'll post it. Um, I have them, so I will find one for you and I'll send it to you so you can post it. Yeah. That, that was crazy if it did happen. I don't remember. It but. did. I've got the pictures. 
Cool. I'll prove it. We'll prove it if you go to our Instagram after listening to this uh, episode. Should be there. You'll see you with double rainbow. But yeah, I just think it's been through a lot. And I think it's just sadly coming to an end. Because I don't know if it'll be able to survive, especially right now with COVID. And, you know, I hope that the owners are able to keep it open. But I think it just deserves much more life. And this, what? Go support it. The staff members are just also humble and kind. And there's just such a small town vibe to it where, mm-hmm. you know, the first time we even went, me and my friend, the hotel was closed. And the dude, the groundskeeper, I think, just saw us looking in the windows and was like, oh, do you want to see inside? And we we're like, yeah, kind of. And so he just kind of let us in and showed us, um, even though it was locked. And then when we went... You want to talk about how we went when you first saw it? How we got in? So we went because I wanted to show them. And I didn't think anyone would be there. But it was nighttime. And there were, I think, just two staff members there just cleaning up the bar and stuff. And um, we asked if we could come in and look because we were looking for a wedding venue. And then all of a sudden, this older couple peeks our head in and they're like hey we were just around the area and we used to come here all the time this is where we met um and they were older like probably older than my parents and so they walked around with us as we got a tour and she was telling us about the wild parties they would go to and if she you know she asked if we'd seen any ghosts yet and it was kind of just a well-known thing to people who had hung out at the hotel like oh there's ghosts you know like Ooh, we've never seen them, but they're there. And it was just kind of cool. Because they just let us in. They weren't like, sorry, we're closed, go away. They were just happy to, I think, have people interested. Yeah, it w- it kind of felt like fate, too, that that couple was there. By the way, they're definitely older than your parents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I just... It, it was cool, and it felt like it was meant to be that we were... At the time, it felt like it was meant to be that we were looking for a venue there in that hotel. Um, And that couple happened to be there. And they said that they met there. And it just kind of felt like, okay, I I see you, universe. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, as we said, it didn't really work out that way. Well, no. And I mean, there's so many factors that go into wedding planning. And there were just concerns that, like, our families had and... It was just, you know, it's a while out, so there's a lot of older family members that we didn't really necessarily want driving on those roads at night, you know, after having alcohol. So, um, yeah, it's a shame that we didn't get to do it there. It would have been cool, but, I mean, in a perfect world, but, you know, we had the the wedding we were meant to have. We did. Do you have any other thoughts about the hotel before we kind of wrap it up? Um... Again, just that, like I said before, I I don't think I've ever really felt what I felt there. And it was it's a really special place. Every time I go, I feel like I'm having a, a new experience with it. And it's always just beautiful and relaxing. And it's always the same and it's always unchanging, but it always yeah. is a new experience kind of a new feeling every time you go yeah new but familiar if that makes sense and i keep saying it but i don't think i've really felt that before with a place so if you're in the area love it you're in the northern california area go check it out it's a cool drive it's a fun drive and it's a really cool place to just kind of step into and yeah. I'm sure they would love the support and go support them. They're well, awesome. I don't know if they're open right now, but and they're welcome to ghost hunters. So if you're there to yeah. to uh hunt some ghosties, then that's a great place to do that. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have for the ride hotel for this episode. I think um, so. And uh after now that we've talked about it all, I think kind of the fun of it is that there's so little known. Yeah. We went over everything that's really known about it. Um, so it's, 
it's kind of a mystery All the big, the big points. Kind of a mystery place. Yeah. And I love that about it, too. It's I think there's like, just so much more to be discovered. Yeah. A mystery to the history. Yeah. But a big thank you to uh, writer Jaime or Jamie Rubio and his Dreaming Casually blog and the Ride Hotel website itself. Those are the two sources that I used for the research I did. Um, super helpful. Again, even with this, there's so much not known, but I hope you enjoy learning about the hotel. It's great, and it's hard to kind of explain the feeling you get there, but if you ever find yourself in the Walnut Grove area or close to it, go check out the ride and check out the haunted Chinese town of Lock because it's both really close and they're super cool. Um, Tell us how the ice cream is. Yeah. We didn't get ice cream, (laughs) but we saw it and we were like, ooh, ice cream. Yeah. And then drove by. On that note, on the note of ice cream, thank you so much for listening as always. We hope you enjoyed the show. And um, there are a couple ways you can support the show. You can follow us on Instagram at Paranorcal to stay updated on when we upload new episodes. And you can also email the show at paranorcal at gmail.com to submit your personal stories like our pal Ashley and your recommendations on what we should talk about in future episodes. We love recommendations. We're also working on getting a Patreon started uh, for anyone who may want to help support the show in that way. Um, so we can keep improving our quality and hopefully be able to start our YouTube channel and investigate once locations start opening back up. Yeah, there are tons of locations that we've been to. We, well, not a ton, but that we've been to and we'd like to go to again. And there's a mm-hmm. bunch that we haven't been to or that we've just kind of awkwardly stood outside the gates of because <laughs> it's closed because of COVID. Uh, and it's sure not would be nice to go in Preston there. Preston Castle. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you and I own. Yeah. Um, I think for the next few episodes, we'll do local locations. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to do that. Because there's so much in our area that's just not covered. Anyway. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here and maybe go get some ice cream. (laughs) So stay chill. And (laughs) we hope you have a good night. Ice cream is always a good way to end something. Have a good night, guys. Thank you.